I can't even imagine that I could have oh I'm gonna get emotional (laughs) that I could have even achieved this much it's just like a different person really and I think when I went back to my secondary school after a couple of years of starting teaching one of my um, teachers who wasn't very supportive whilst I was at school because I was quiet when I said I was a teacher now they were like what you you surely not you can't do that you didn't speak Welcome to Voice in Education, the podcast. I'm Kathleen Kushney, founder of Voice in Education, a senior leader in education, trainer and coach. My mission is to help new leaders and teachers aspiring to leadership become confident in their ability to lead others successfully. Whether you're a new or aspiring leader, this podcast will help you to become confident in your ability to lead others successfully. We discuss key themes in education and personal development, and how this can impact educational leadership. Let's move that needle from confusion and overwhelm to clarity and inspiration. In this episode, I'm speaking with Danielle Smith, who is currently an assistant head teacher for mental health and wellbeing at a large primary school in North London. In fact, she's a colleague of mine and we've worked together for some years now. She is responsible for leading PSHE within the school and has implemented many exciting and positive changes such as regular yoga and mindfulness sessions, as well as designing and launching a new curriculum. Outside of school, Danielle is a qualified children's yoga instructor and has also completed courses in mindfulness for children. Alongside her role within school, she is also currently studying for her Master's in Child and Adolescent Mental Health and looks forward to applying this knowledge and skill set to her future endeavours. Hi, Danielle. It's so good to have you here on the podcast and I'm so excited to get talking with you. And I just want to say really that, Danielle, you have grown so much and I'm really excited to share your journey um, with our listeners. So first of all, before we go straight into all of this, I just want to know a bit about you, your background and how you've got into education. Um, so I have been teaching now for um, seven years and um, when I was at school um, I always really liked the thought of teaching um, but it was always um, I didn't ever know whether it would be something that I'd be able to do because I was so quiet um, so I thought maybe I'd go down the like psychology route and then look at child psychology um, but then I had a year out after school um, after I finished my A-levels and um, volunteered at a primary school and then that was it I was decided I was like this is definitely what I want to do. Okay so when you're thinking back to when you was at school how pivotal were the teachers in your growth and your decisions in becoming a teacher would you say? Um, I absolutely loved um, especially primary school um, and I still remember that there was a couple of teachers my reception teacher um, and my year three teacher that just really stood out as like being so caring and um, just the way they took an interest in me as a person like and I can really really remember that and feel very valued um, mm-hmm. and I think that's always something that I would hope that I could pass on to children that they could remember me in that way too. Okay, so knowing you actually, um, that has definitely passed on because I would say that you're very caring. You really actually care about the pupils and you can tell that 
it, for you, it's not, you're more than just a teacher. You're actually there to progress them as people. You know, it's not, not just about the academia. It's about them as a whole um, person. So speaking about that, I know that you're really interested in mental health. So can you just talk to us about mental health and why that is a passion of yours? Um, I think that links back to what I was saying previously about as the whole child. Um, of course, as a teacher, you want the children to progress well in their learning and achieve and be successful. But I think unless they are comfortable, they are happy, you're never going to be able to achieve that. And if they've got things going on in their life, in the background that we aren't understanding, we're never going to be able to get them to achieve what they need to academically. I think Mm -hmm. they go really, really sort of hand in hand with each other. So I think it's so important just to have an understanding of the whole child and what they might be experiencing and really supporting that as well. Yeah, no, I can totally agree with you. So thinking about your knowledge and your growing knowledge on mental health, how has this changed your thinking on leadership, would you say? Um, I think it was something that I was always um, quite passionate about, even when I was looking, um, when I was at university and doing my teacher training. Um, but I think the more that you work with children, the more you realise how important that is to be aware of mental health and issues that might be surrounding a child. And as it was something that I was passionate about, I wanted everyone to realise how important that is. And I think it is really important that as a whole school, everyone has that shared understanding and of that importance of mental health and well-being. Mm. Um, I think that's something that I've hoped to sort of use my passion to deliver that to sort of staff so we can all be on the same journey. And why, why particularly though mental health, how has that impacted your leadership? So in terms of leading on mental health, as a leader, how, why, how, how has that impacted your skills in leadership? Um, I think because, again, it is something that I'm passionate about, but I think I'm able, because it is something I do really care about, I think I feel confident in delivering that as a leader um, because it's something that I want to be shared with everyone. Um, I think coming from my background when I wasn't very confident, the the prospects of leadership could be quite daunting. Um, But I think when it is something that you really care about and you want to make a difference, that the confidence kind of you can sort of put that to one side a little bit mm-hmm. so you're speaking about previously with um confidence so could you talk to us a bit more about that so you're saying you know the passion has enabled your confidence to come through so what what, what was there what do you say before yeah so I I think it was in about year two um that um I actually got glasses and mm. I just stopped speaking um, I didn't want anyone to look at me. I didn't want. I didn't want to speak in front of anyone, um, and that continued even well, even during my A levels. Um, I didn't speak um, at all. Um, now I think I probably was a selective mute. It wasn't that I couldn't speak. I just didn't want to. It was just total fear of people looking at me, being wrong, um, making a mistake, and having that attention. Um, so the solution was just not to speak. Um, so to now find something that I feel confident in and passionate about to speak about is it's it's been very rewarding that's brilliant so it's funny because you would never know that you were a selected mute in in 
and I think I, I don't know maybe you can say I would say that having those experiences has enabled you to become the person you are in terms of how you relate to children in a classroom what would you say about that definitely um I think it's made me more empathetic understanding Mm. of not knowing what's going on in the background um it was so easy I remember my mum would always say at parents evening they'd say oh yeah Danielle's quiet she doesn't speak and my mum was like okay tell me something tell me more about my child and there was sometimes there was just nothing more and it was sort of like there, there is more to that you just haven't chosen to understand what is going on um so I think to me I'm like okay there's a reason behind why every child might be a certain way whether it's something that maybe might be characterized as sort of naughty behavior well what is actually really going on there what is that trying to tell us or if a child is really quiet what is what is going on I think it's really trying to understand those children and their backgrounds yeah absolutely so you mentioned uh, empathy and understanding I mean those two you have to understand the pupils so thinking about that in in yourself so knowing you as you do why is using your voice in terms of promoting mental health so important like not just for children but for you yourself like how how has that impacted you um, I think it's so easy to be very hard on yourself um, and very critical of yourself. And I think that's something I've always, I always want to achieve and do well. So I think I can then be quite harsh and expect very highly. And then again, obviously that can affect how you're feeling. And um, I think so it's important to try and practice what I preach um, sometimes. And I'll talk to the children about having a growth mindset and, things like that but it's always so important remembering that as an adult as well um mm. and I think sharing that with others as well I think is important and how do you share that with others um I think I try to be <laughs> quite a good role model of that as well that it's okay if you don't know the answer um or if you do make a mistake um and I think that's something that within um, maybe my leadership that if I'm not sure about something it's okay to ask a question or seek advice Um, and I hope that other people can see that see that from me and that they would do the same Um, and I do know that people have come to me um, to speak to me about things within mental health about specific children or within um, sort of the PSHE as well and it's quite nice that people felt like they can come to talk to me about it so I hope that I'm sort of giving off that Mm -hmm. to people. Yeah, it's really interesting what you said about um, asking for help because I'm a, I really, really do believe in that because, they, you know, there's many times where you can get so overwhelmed with just trying to struggle through yourself thinking, you know, I, I, I need to know all the answers myself. But once you ask for help, you realise that, you know, one, nobody knows all the answers and two, everybody needs help. So we're all in this together, really. So I think that's a really important thing just to highlight. Um, so thinking about your growth tell us kind of how you've ended up in leadership so what, what's your journey what's your story um so I actually started um at school as a trainee um so I feel like I'm really proud of my journey at the school um so I started there in my final placement completed my NQT year um and then started within um sort of subject leadership um within PSHE um so and then 
done that for a few years and then I thought that's something I'm so passionate about um and again I think that's helped to make a difference to leading that as a subject because it was something that I really do care about um implementing um and again at first that was something that was really daunting having to um speak in front of a group of people I remember doing the first um staff meeting was about mindfulness I ever did and I was absolutely terrified I had everything written down word for word in a notebook (laughs) there was no way I was going to be able to read a script um but now that's sort of become like I almost feel quite overwhelmed with how much I've progressed from then and that was only a few years ago um Mm. and now it's I have led training sessions online through through the pandemic and with with staff and it just does feel a lot more comfortable um doing that now so I am really sort of proud of myself of how I've progressed um as a leader and something that maybe I never envisage that I would do um but now I'm yeah I really enjoy it and really love the role that I have fantastic I was going to ask you actually so what is it about your role that you enjoy what is it that drives you what gets you up in the morning I think having that opportunity to be able to influence and make a change um and especially in the school we were in having so many children and knowing that you can make a difference um to so many whether it's on a whole sort of when we do things to like a whole school that you're sort of supporting all the children but if there's sort of one child that really takes something away from something that you've implemented or a member of staff that really takes something away from something you've implemented I think that's such a rewarding feeling. Mm -hmm. And does would you say the rewarding feeling spurs you on to do more and impact others further? definitely it just makes you I think it just gives you even more of a drive to to do even more and to achieve more and just put things in place it definitely I think it sort of drives that passion even more so thinking back to young Danielle who had the glasses and was in year two do you think that Danielle would have known that she would have become who you are today absolutely not I can't even imagine that um I could have oh I'm gonna get emotional (laughs) that I could have even achieved this much um it's just like a different person really and I think when I went back to my secondary school um after a couple of years of um starting teaching one of my um teachers who wasn't very supportive whilst I was at school because I was quiet when I said I was a teacher now they were like what you you surely not you can't do that you didn't speak and I was thinking actually you know what I really wish you could almost see me now and Mm. say actually I wish you hadn't put me down um Mm. so yeah I'm I just can't believe how proud of myself I am actually it's definitely a very rewarding feeling yeah I, I, I mean just working with you I just I've seen your growth like you know when you you mentioned the mindfulness um staff meeting <laughs> and I remember saying you know you know Danielle let's let's lead on mindfulness I think you should present and you were like oh okay okay and I remember your your notebook that you had and you had all your notes written down to now I mean like you said that was was that about two years ago how long ago was that would yeah, you say I think it was three years ago. Mm-hmm. I think it was like a January inset day. So it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't long ago. Yeah. So for, so three, within the three years, you've had, you know, led on your first staff meeting, you've led PSHE, you know, really, really well. And then if you think about it now, 
like tell us what are you doing now you know tell us about the the key milestones in your um, journey in leadership I think when I realised that that was when we started looking at like the mindfulness and everything in school and I realised it was something that I was passionate about. Um, I've done some courses outside of school in children's yoga and mindfulness. Um, and the more of that I did and the more that I looked at children's mental health, I was like, I need to do more. I need to learn more. Um, so um, I started my master's in child and adolescent mental health. Um, and I'm very nearly at the end um, of that. I'm on the last last leg of my journey to completing my master's. So just developing my knowledge in that field even more. So you're a keen learner. Is that something that you would say in terms of becoming a leader that is an requirement? What would you say? Um, I think it's you've got to have that desire to want to learn. Um, and to improve I think you always need to continually improve um, and adapt um, because nothing stay, nothing's going to stay the same if you think about the last year leadership probably from how it was a year ago to now it's, it's going to be very different so I think having that adaptability and being able to learn to adapt to different situations is definitely important within leadership absolutely adapt to change everything is moving in order to be honest with you I think in order to grow we have to adapt you know when you're born you do not stay the same size you know your body is always evolving your mind is evolving and you're learning new things every day and I think you know that that basic um skill of growth and being able to go with the change because I think sometimes when we don't move with the change that's where the problems come that resistance really causes um struggle so speaking of struggles what challenges have you faced on your leadership journey um I think it would link back to confidence um especially to begin with I think that confidence did hold me back because when you don't seem sure in what you're saying, it can come across, even if you're trying <laughs> your hardest to seem confident. I think when you speak confidently, it, it comes across, people believe what you're saying, they can get on board, especially with something like mental health that has had a bit of a stigma attached to it. Um, it's really trying to make, make everyone realise how important that is. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that's been a challenge as well. Um, because everyone's got, got their own background, their own experiences. Um, so trying to get that shared shared vision um, can be quite a challenge if we're thinking specifically about leading in mental health. Mm, yeah, you're absolutely right. That is a challenge because, you know, to be honest, I think as mental health has increased in its, let's say, popularity in terms of awareness, um, you were there at the beginning because I remember speaking to you back then three years ago and you sharing how important um, mental health was to you in terms of your passion, learning about it. And you knew, you recognised actually quite early on how important investing in mental health was for our pupils and also for staff. So I remember having those conversations back and seeing you along your journey and saying that, Danielle, this is it. I know it's going to make an impact. I know you're at the right place at the right time. And I mean, like we've had these conversations before. We never knew that a pandemic would come, but through the pandemic, it has enabled you to grow even more because everything, all of your knowledge that you have been gaining has been able to come together and, you know, really help others. And so now, where are you now? Let's talk about you now and where you're going. So 
tell us, is there anything that's on the horizon in terms of your leadership? Um, what's happening for you right now? Yeah, so obviously I have nearly finished um, my master's. Um, so, and I think what I'm going to be writing about will really help um, within, um, so I'm going to be looking at refugee children and children that have come from traumatic backgrounds um, and how that affects their mental health and wellbeing and how that can be supported in, within schools. Mm-hmm. So I think that would be something that would be really useful that I can bring into um, the school setting. Um, and as a result of that, um, I've been speaking to um, my university tutors and um, hopefully they um, there might be a position to be supporting um, at the university um, as well with other students on their journey um, in child and adolescent mental health um, mm-hmm. because com- most of the students there have come from sort of like a nursing background but as coming from a school background is quite rare within that course um, so hopefully I can use the knowledge that I've learned with working at school um, to support others in their journey as well. Okay, right. You kind of um, skipped along that quite, you know, humbly. What do you mean supporting other students on the course, Danielle? Let's let's be bold in your um, progress. What do you actually mean? You're supporting Um, other students. What do you mean by that? So I was approached to be, um, hopefully with the restructure, um, a support university tutor um, on the course at the university. Fantastic. And this is what we've got to do. Now, I always know that it is sometimes uncomfortable speaking about, you know, the successes that you have. Now, before you said, oh, I've just been, I'll be supporting some students, you know. (laughs) But no, Danielle, you're going to be a tutor. You were approached to be a tutor. That is massive. Now, let's think back again. Let's think back to three years ago. You would have never have known. You did the, the MA was an idea. Who would have thought within, you know, is it two years? Within two years, you would be approached. So they came to you to be supporting them in tutoring. That is absolutely amazing. How, how, how does that make you feel? I was in absolute shock when I got off the, um, the, the, it was, of course, it was over Zoom, the, the call, um, to discuss that. I couldn't believe it. I sort of got off the call and I thought, that really just happen um I've always I've always been really passionate about working with children but I never saw myself working and training and supporting um adults um so that was just a, a venture that I never saw happening um but is obviously very very exciting and hopefully can use the passion that I have to and you know influence others to have passion too Absolutely. And is that, is that, isn't it? You never saw it happening. So if you're thinking about the little steps that we take, you just don't know what's coming. So I think it's really important that we just remember that the one step can lead to something else. Another door may be blown open and it all, you know, if you think about, you know, young Danielle in year two, you know, you know, your voice being a selected mute, that that's, that was then you know, we can open up and we can grow just by using our voice. So what advice would you give to a teacher wanting to pursue a pathway similar to yours? Um, I think it's important, again, about being open um, and willing to try something new. Mm-hmm. Um, even if you're daunted, um, you don't know, like, like we were just saying, what doors that could open. Um, and you might find something, an avenue that you never thought of exploring. 
um, and and not being afraid to say yes to things. Um, I think that's really important too. Um, mm-hmm. Saying yes, giving it a go, trying, even if you don't, you might have doubts in yourself. Just try, um, and you might surprise yourself. I think that's really really important. Just being open and willing to give 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 something a go. Yeah, absolutely. And I love that, that you said about just saying yes to things, because that is when the change happens. And going back to what you said about being able to adapt, adapt and grow comes from saying yes to things. Not too much that you have to be you know, aware of the boundaries. So, right, we're going to come to an end now. So thinking about resources, so helping others. So what's the best resource that's helped you along your journey? Would you say maybe a book, an app, a podcast? What's the best resource that you would like to share? Um, in terms of like mental health um, with children, um, there was one book that I read right at the start of my course, um, which just makes you start looking at things slightly differently. Um, and it's just about the rela- it's all about relationships that um, an adult can have with a child and how important that is in a child's development. Um, and that book's called like, Why Love Matters. Um, by Sue Gerhardt and I think just reading that knowing what a difference even though a lot of it stemmed from sort of like a a mother um it's a lot of it you can relate as a teacher and the the massive impact you can make so I found that book quite a powerful powerful read Fantastic. I've got that book, actually. I borrowed it from Julia, who is our um, Deputy Head for Inclusion. And I haven't read it yet. So thanks for that, because I will dip into that because, you know, again, you know, the conversations that we've had previously, that is really important. Is there anything that you would say in terms of leadership that you've listened to or been inspired by that you'd like to share? Oh, I don't know. That's a really tricky question. Let's think about inspiration. So who has inspired you? Um, okay, from outside of a school um, perspective, um, and this probably sounds very um, cheesy, um, but my mum, she has always just worked so hard. In, she's not within education, um, but she's always just had such a passion and a drive to just succeed in everything she's done um, and just put her mind to things and within her um, field it's very sort of male dominated um, so to see her sort of face challenges in that way and become a success um, I think that's quite inspirational as well. Yeah uh, it's important that you mentioned the male dominated situation because sometimes that can be a challenge in itself just using your voice to speak up because of how you think it may land in the environment Okay, so how can our listeners connect with you online? If they want to connect with you, how could they do that? Um, I have just started um, a new Twitter account um, because I think it's really important that I now that I'm really developing that knowledge, I want to be able to, and I find Twitter a really useful platform to, to learn um, as well. So maybe that is something that I find quite inspirational. You can you can see a lot of people's success on there. Um, there's so much knowledge on there when you in within the field of education. Um, so I think that's a really useful platform that I'm definitely going to be exploring more of now as well. Fantastic. And then we're going to end with either three deep dive statements or a random question. What do you want to go for, Danielle? A random question. Okay, a random question. So your random question is, you're about to walk into an interview for your ideal role. You take a, can you, you can take a sip of articulation or a nibble of focus. Which one do you consume and why? I think the articulation. 
um, because I think often I have what I want to say um, and loads of ideas in my head and it's just being able to really communicate that um, in a really clear, um, understandable um, but passionate way. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. Thank you, Danielle. Thanks for sharing your ideas and your journey with us. Thanks. Thanks so much for having me. Take care. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you were inspired and gained some insights which can help you as you progress on your journey. Do share your key takeaways on social media and let people know what resonated with you. Remember to tag me. I'd love to see your thoughts and subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. Thank you for being here. Until our next episode, be safe, be well, but most importantly, keep growing. Remember, there is power in your voice and it all starts with a conversation. Thank you.